Here we are. February 21st. 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's payday. It is payday. Oh, got the cast off. Nice. Yep. Happy. All right, let's get into the table. We'll be talking about Russell Westbrook signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. Patrick Beverly going back to the hometown Bulls. Myers Leonard back in the NBA. Giannis and his wrist. And we'll wrap it up with a predicting every single NBA award. The show. So let's get right into it. Um, let's talk about the new man in a Clippers uniform, Russell Westbrook. Now, if you had, hadn't, I don't even know, been following along, Russell Westbrook has joined the Los Angeles Clippers. And, you know, we we all expected this. It's not shocking. But I think a lot of us will agree that we didn't I didn't have the Clippers at the start of this at the top of my list. Obviously, once and once more and more news broke, it became apparent that it would be Los Angeles. But I don't know if you're with me. I thought there was a better chance that he goes to Miami. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see this happening at all. I kind of forgot Russell Westbrook was a free agent. I, I was almost under the assumption he possibly there was like a decent shot he was going to stay in Utah and, and give so them the playoffs. I, you know, from the Clippers standpoint, like this man better not start. He better not start. I, I, I don't know if, if he starts, if Russell Westbrook went, plays more than 28 minutes a night, this team will not win anything. And I feel so bad for saying that, but it's just how it would, that's just how it's going to go, unfortunately. But I don't think he will. I, it's hard to even imagine Russ playing lower than 28, which is what he played this year for the Lakers, and that's the most, the least by far he's ever played in his career. So I was very shocked. I think the Clippers, hopefully Ty Lue has realized how deadly – La- Oh, no, Myers. Los Angeles Clippers expect – Russell Westbrook to take over as the starting point guard of That's the Los Angeles stupid. Clippers. That is so stupid. They're Terrence, not, not going to win anything. Terrence Mann, who has been added, who's been the starting point guard, will likely move back to the bench. This comes from Law Murray of the Athletic. They won't win anything. Maybe they'll get to the Western Conference Finals, but I, I don't know what that. I don't know why they're starting them. Terrence Mann, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George need more minutes together, not less. So that's I, wild. I do think it's interesting. Like, I assume the first couple games, they maybe have come off the bench. But, yeah, no, I think definitely uh, it's it's a bit – because I also don't know – like, obviously the Clippers are a good team for him because they shoot so many threes. Like, the three-point shooting is something that Russell Westbrook needed. They're better suited for him than, you know, the Lakers were. But with that being said, I don't know – if Russell Westbrook really puts this team over. That's my big thing. Does Russell Westbrook put this team over? Well, I'm going to go with no. I think, if anything, he hinders them. I I don't think people understand. And it's going to become so clear. And 
of course, everybody is saying, like, if you don't believe that Russell Westbrook on the Clippers is going to work, everyone's saying, like, oh, it's because you're a Russell Westbrook hater, and this is nothing new. It's like, no, no, no. Russell Westbrook, every good basketball fan in the world wants Russell Westbrook to win a ring. There's a reason he's never won a ring. There is a reason he sucks in the playoffs, and it's not base-level statistics. It's because of efficiency. It's it, He's not an efficient player in the regular season. Like, yes, well, the statistics are there in Washington, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. He has good stats in the playoffs on face value, but you've seen teams like Boston. What happened every time Boston went up against the Lakers this year? They the know up. exactly how to play Russ. Luke Cornett yeah. can be on him, and he will go and sit down in the paint. I'll let Russell Westbrook one game out of seven games go four or seven from downtown, and he can enjoy his, you know, four threes. Well, so it goes back. Wrong, but... It goes back to what you were just saying. I just think like you know how to guard Russ, and like I think Russ is not is better utilized as an X factor than as a starter. I rather have Russ come in twenty minutes a night with a green light, just tell him go off. And if he's going off, you keep him in the game. If he's cold, you take him out. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think Russ has gotten out of the first round since Kevin Durant was there all the way in 2016 with OKC. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, hopefully I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. And I still assume if somebody was going to help Russell Westbrook get a championship ring, it was going to be LeBron, but you know, LeBron is in year 20, and he's very old now. They're getting old. And Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, when they're healthy, are an extremely lethal duo. And hopefully come playoff time, if it's not working, they'll put him back on the bench because, like, seriously, Terrence Mann, I don't have the stat next to me, but Terrence, Terrence Mann and uh, what is it? Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, they, as a threesome, they are so good. Like, it's one of the best trios in the NBA. So they need more minutes together. I agree, and I think time will tell. Oh, like, right. what he got to the second round with the with the Rockets, they lost to LeBron. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, but no, I, I think definitely time will tell if this will work. I just, I do have my reservations because I with Zubats there. Like, I don't even know, man. Like, I don't know if. A, it's interesting to see if this will work. I just don't – like, I love Russell Westbrook. I just think Russell Westbrook's better as an X-factor at this point of his career than a regular starter, if that makes sense, as someone that you put in the Dude, game and tell him to cook. It's just the issue is even when you do that and he puts his ego aside, just like the way he left the Lakers, is he'll you know have a pouty face, head down, take his sweet time to get to the bench, and – it's just a hard ego to manage as tough as a worker as he is. That's what, you know, I fully understand why he feels that way about coming off of the bench because he's, he's a workhorse and he wants the ball in his hands. It's just usually come playoff time, yeah. actually every time in his whole career come playoff time, it's never gone in their favor. Oh, I agree. And, yeah, he's just a guy who hasn't adjusted to not having the ball in his hand. But I, that's why I want the ball in his hand if it's off the bench and if he's playing 25 a night max. max. And even then, it's still getting to the point where it's, it's a little bit iffy. Was Russ now 33? 34. Russ ha- yeah, Russ has gotten there in, up in age. He's no spring chicken anymore. But 
let's talk about the brand new man in a Bulls uniform. His name is Patrick Beverly. He has joined the Chicago Bulls to do it the Chicago way. Have you ever seen that movie? What? We'll do it the Chicago way. Chicago way. I believe so. No? Untouchables? Never heard of that. You've never I've heard of Uncrustables? They pull out a knife, you pull out a gun. He sends you sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. That's how you get Capone. You've never I don't watch it. action movies. You've never <laughs> seen Sean Connery as Jim Malone? Malone. I don't, know. I don't even know who Sean Connery is. Is he James Bond? Yeah, the original James Bond. You've never seen The Untouchables. You haven't lived. I've seen The Incredibles. The Untouchables. It's about Elliot Ness and bootlegging alcohol during the 1930s. I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Al Capone. It's a yeah. beast. Oh. Yeah, they have Sean Connery play like a uh, Chicago guy, but he has like a Scottish accent. It's a war. Yeah. It's a war. It's an award-winning movie. There's a part where he's like, "That's the Chicago way." It's such a good line, but like, it's just like your Sean Connery. Nice. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't know too much about Sean Connery, so I probably won't think too much about that. I just think of him as James Bond. Yeah, no. Just watch uh, the Untouchables. It's basically about the Elliot Ness, who's like the most famous treasury agent, which were the guys who fought prohibition like fought for prohibition so they would go and like arrest gangsters and he was the guy who arrested al capone oh that seems like a sad story it is kind of sad at the, at one point because at the end they talk about how Elliot ness when prohibition ended he said well it seems like it's a good day to have a drink and then he died 10 years later for alcoholism alcoholism <laughs> Papev, he said, I was looking at the Golden State Warriors and the Chicago Bulls. And I almost said Chicago way again. I like had to stop myself. But the Chicago Bulls and the Golden State Warriors, and he's looking at the conferences, and he's like, yeah, he's like, the East is kind of weak right now. So he thought I'd make a playoff push with the Chicago Bulls. I ain't afraid of anybody in the East, is what he said to himself. He should have gone to Golden State because they really could use – Patrick Beverly, and he would get him over to that next level. But I'll take him over here in Chicago. I, I absolutely love it. I kind of – it's easy to forget that Pat Bev isn't a Chicago guy. Um, now it won't be. Hard to, hard to remember that one. But he's exactly what we need, and it works out a lot better than Russell Westbrook. I just never really saw – I guess I never put the pieces together. I never really quite – thought Patrick Beverly was going to be a, a Chicago boy. I didn't think we'd get either of them. So he's exactly what we need, and I'm excited. I, I honestly they... did expect them to pivot to Pat Bev. Well, once it happened, yeah, but it didn't happen like one hour later after Russ got signed. He was like, hey, I'm just surprised that the, the Bulls chose Pat Bev over John Wall. Dude, I don't – people – and it really sucks. People need to know this. John Wall is not good anymore. It's not good. I don't know who who else needs to hear that. John Wall is not good anymore. 
I need to like you, you to stop this John Wall slander. Yeah, John please Wall, please pull up his statistics. John Wall could, I don't know, if start, but John Wall could be great off the bench for a team right now. I will still take John Wall on the Chicago Bulls. Twenty minutes a night this past season in thirty-four games, eleven and a half points, forty-one percent from the field, thirty percent from three, three assists, five rebounds, a steal a night. So yeah, we need defense and three-point shooting. Yeah, I get a little bit of playmaking, which I guess John does provide that, but. John Wall is not an efficient basketball player. How's that? You know, I, I guess I, I agree with you. His offensive rating was 102 this year, and his defensive rating was 114. So first off, he's not a terrible defender. He's like a little bit below league average, but also he was on like the Clippers when they weren't necessarily like surging. He's he's um, he's averaging two he's averaging two steals a night in a block. John game. Wall, yeah, two steals a night. No, that is not and up a lot in twenty minutes, John Wall. Well, let me make no sure. way. I just looked at his per hundred possessions. Okay, um, <laughs> he's averaging Those are crazy stats. He's not he's even a, averaging a steal per. He's game. averaging a steal game basically. No, he's not. Point eight is eighty is a steal. Round up, baby. About a steal game. No, you round up to the nearest decimal point, not a whole. Yeah, it's he's about about a steal game. John 80 Wall. is a lot different than 100, though, is what I'm saying. Watch John Wall a go B minus to... and an A-plus. Watch John Wall go to the Miami Heat or John Wall go to the Washington Wizards and make everyone regret doubting John Wall. Bulls. Well, the Bulls, look. We I'm rooting for Pat, Wash. Pat, Pat Bev, I'm rooting for Wash, too. But, but we can agree Pat Bev was the better fit for Chicago. You said it. They needed yeah. three-point shooting and defense. And just, needed... like, a leader and an intense – just like a guy who, who Tish said it better. Pat Bev can actually play off ball. John Wall doesn't play well off ball. I think that's a big other thing. John yeah, Lavin's gonna have the ball in his hands. Yeah, and Pat Bev. Pat Bev has shown that he can play off ball. Like you said, they need the leadership. It was a better story. Pat Bev was the better fit. I still think John Wall currently is the better player, but Pat Bev was Mark, the better. Mark. At disagree there. Really, you don't you think John Wall versus Pat Bev right now one on one? What that Bev. those are completely one on one is a completely different thing. And I still would take Pat Bev, by the way, but those are really one on one and five on five are completely different things. All right. What's a better team? The Washington Wizards with Patrick Beverly or the Washington Wizards with John Wall? Um it's a good question. Because I think John Wall those two I'm players. I know Bev didn't start great, so his stats probably are still measly. But, I mean, here's my take. The Minnesota Timberwolves don't make the playoffs without Pat Bev last year. So, he, he's like a he's like a point guard version of Draymond Green where it's hard to really look at statistics with Pat Bev. Tish is a whiz with Pat Bev. I think – Yes, John, sir. <laughs> I think John Wall – he can still be who he used to be, but you got to use him in spurts. Like 20, 22 minutes is like what you got. I don't know, man. I Maybe I'm biased. Like, I love John Wall, like, so much. Good. I still think he has it. He just needs to be in a, ste- a scheme that uses him right. Teach fair on, man. <laughs> nice. Does Pat Bev push the Bulls to the playoffs? 
Well, I. How I, much does your does this raise your floor or does this raise your ceiling? I think this is a floor raising move. So it, I think it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think it helps us a lot. I I don't know what's going to happen with Washington and Toronto and my. If I had to bet on it, I would imagine. Chicago's what seven those, right now or six? We're eleven. We've lost six straight games. Holy fuck, dude! We last week they were at six. Out. Chicago was in no, the playoffs. No, I felt like a few games ago the Bulls were. We were a game below five hundred like two weeks ago. Yeah, okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's a moment when the Bulls we were like thinking that they're about to turn their season around. Okay, so yeah. My apology. I guess this past week just threw me off where the Bulls standing were. Also, we have to admit the Raptors and the Wizards kind of have been over the last 10 games, like been playing phenomenally. That's just like I wouldn't use the word phenomenally. Wizards in Chicago. Wizards. We I think we agree on the Wizards. The Wizards are phenomenal as a for what their season has. The for the last two weeks, the Wizards have been pushing. You can't you can't deny it. Washington's been banged up for months, it feels like. And they're finally now they're, healthy. Now they're back. Yeah. And they're like – and that way it goes back to your saying. Though the Bulls are the 11th seed, okay? And obviously I think they're better than Pacers, Magic, Hornets, Pistons. But I think you bring up a point like the Raptors, Wizards, Hawks. Because, like, I think that the Bulls are right below. The Hawks will be fine. Yeah. I, I But what I'm saying is I think are you Toronto, trying to beat Washington, the, are you trying to Toronto beat, can falter. I think it's Toronto. I, I – I see Washington starting to click. Maybe that's me being a biased Wizards fan, but I see. Go off history here. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So I wouldn't be surprised if Washington. I mean, Chicago's got to figure it out. You can't keep. You can't go on six game losing streaks. They got to really play good in these last twenty or so games. Does Chicago have its pick this year? No, I believe it. San Antonio. It's what is it? Top four, top six. It's got protection on it, I believe. Yeah, but it's, I think I it's, it's going to Orlando. Orlando or San Antonio? It's from one of the trades, right? I think it's from the Wendell trade. Uh, so I think the Bulls make the playoffs because the Raptors own their pick this year, and I think the Raptors set you know tank, it, give themselves a few games after the all-star break to try to make it to 500. But if they don't make it to 500, I could see the Raptors being like, fuck it. The bad news is we have not had any update on OG and OB, which wasn't supposed to be this serious of an injury. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like I could see the Raptors because I, I, the wizard, the wizards have more of a reason to make a playoff push because they need to show Kristoff and Kyle Kuzma progress, like for the team that this team works somewhat. While the Raptors, they could call this a wash year and get another high draft pick, while the Bulls can't risk having a high draft pick. I mean, we're talking about moving one spot. Yeah. Two spots, maybe. Yeah, but you're telling me you wouldn't mind Bulls versus Wizards? No, I'd love the Bulls to make the playoffs. I'm just saying I don't think Toronto, if they were thrown in the towel and looking for a quick retool, they would have traded somebody. Not named Cambridge. I mean, they did. They did that. They retooled a few seasons ago when they got Scotty Barnes, and the only person they traded was Norman Powell. That was a pretty big move, but but you get what I'm saying. They kept the core, and they just rested everyone. 
I just don't know. I don't think Pat, we're quite at that level yet, but I just don't know if Pat Bev raises like gets you past to like out of the play in, which I don't even think it's possible to get out of the play in at this point. It's definitely going to be a, a tough climb. I don't want to play the Miami Heat. <laughs> I feel a little bit better with the Hawks, but I definitely do not want to play the Miami Heat. But what is um. If we if it were to end right now, we'd have to beat Atlanta and Washington, and I think that's possible, unlikely but possible. This I is a move where it's like, why not? Why is it to know? me that I feel like it's easier for the Bulls to beat Atlanta than it would be to beat Washington? Probably because they're Wizards. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think the top players on the. I would take Beal, Kuzma, and Kristaps over Murray and Trey Young. The issue with the Washington Wizards, as it has been all year and for the last five years, is, okay, yeah, they're healthy right now. How long is that going to last? No, I know, but who do you think, a healthy Bulls versus the Wizards or a healthy Bulls versus the Hawks? Well, you're going to have to get through both. I know, I know, but which one would you say is easier to beat? I would say it's the Hawks. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go Washington, but <laughs> I think Atlanta will start clicking soon. Yeah, let's pivot over here. We spent some time on this, and let's talk about a guy who's back in the NBA. And as a Jewish guy, I really think Miles Leonard's done as much as he can to prove. Like, I, like he really. Dude, the amount of time I've seen people say the K-word in the gaming community, I really don't think he did anything bad. Like, honestly, what he said wasn't as harmful of a rhetoric as I, I as what Kanye did, okay? Because I don't want to compare him to Kyrie because there's different situations, and I think Loki Kyrie's situation was blow, overblown due to the Kanye West situation. Like, what Kyrie did was it not right? Yeah, but like it really was kind of overblown. And he should have just like clarified why he shared the link. That's really all. But like, I really don't think Kyrie did anything that bad. And Miles Leonard, he's done so much. Like, he's gone on like the PR tour. He's met for the past few years with Jewish leaders. Like, I really think this guy has shown that he's genuinely done everything. And also, the 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 slur supposedly correlated with a bunch of injuries that he suffered nerve damage from surgery. So that's part of the reason why it took so long for him to come back. And he, he was a solid player. You know, he's a guy who's averaged like six points, six, five or six rebounds for like a 39% career, three point shooter, kind of protect the rim. He's a stretch big, but I think Miles Leonard's done everything from a Jewish guy right here perspective. I think he's done everything and he didn't do anything really too harmful like he made a mistake and he's learned from it and he's done everything that he can to move on from it and to to, to amend. What are, what are your thoughts from someone who isn't Jewish, just from a family? Yeah, family? I'm not Jewish. I don't really even know too many Jewish folk, but I I, I think the world is, is so unbelievably soft, whether it's the Kyrie or Anthony Edwards. I mean, like I said, I'm not Jewish. So, yeah, no, I agree. The world's up. The only one that was dangerous, in my opinion, was Kanye. Kanye was actually like dangerous. I think like Kanye when he went that, like it was like the uh, most cert like in that span during the Kanye thing was the most searches for Hitler in a fifteen 
over in the last 15 years. Like it's peaked. It was the most searches for Hitler, like in an internet history during that period. And like, well, yeah, we could get into Hitler, but that's a, that's a whole, that's other, a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Uh, that's Kanye. That's not basketball. But what I'm saying is like, I compare all these like slurs and stuff. I was like, is it as dangerous as what like Kanye was saying? You know, no. Well, I'm once again not going to compare Kanye because I got a whole other. That's a whole other thing. But do you agree with me? What like Kanye was saying is way more dangerous than any of the even Anthony Edwards saying like making saying the gay slur. Didn't he say fag? Yeah, yeah. He said so. I don't. I don't get what we're doing here. Did he say he's like look at these fags or was it look at these queers? It was something like that. It was a a video. Not drop the f word. He said something, or was the caption where it was like it was an Instagram video of gay guys outside of like a club dressed yeah, up, yeah, yeah. dressed up like you know, like going out for you know, like it, it's if Miles if Myers Leonard was Jewish, this would be I don't think this would be a thing at all. People would still make it to be a thing, more quick to anger or slow to understand. And I. Myers Leonard was born in the '90s, early '90s, which means he went to school and oh, you know, I played video mid games. 2000s and yeah, like yeah, I you know how it is. Even... I've said so much fucked up shit playing video games. Like I was playing FIFA last night, and the game went to seven to five. Okay, I lost seven five. We scored twelve goals. Like I was screaming at Luke. Yeah. Okay, this is just how it is, and especially in that era. I mean, I could call somebody, take a page out of Anthony Edwards' notebook, like. It's Myers not like Leonard in high school could probably call somebody a fag in class and the teacher would be like Myers. And oh, nowadays just... it would be like, you need to go. What are your, for, first off, what are your pronouns? You need to go to the principal. You need I to graduated high school. Sorry. I graduated high school six years ago. Dude, I used to say fag and jihadist. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like I used, we were talking about <laughs> Unix one time and I was like, I said, he's a fag. And I was just like, because we're talking about eunuchs, which were the guys who get their balls cut off in the middle middle ages, like in medieval times, so they could stay being the sopranos for the kings and be singers. But yeah, no, like, I mean, I can say the word, but I said it once on this show, and we got like comments saying that I shouldn't say that. But I I, I do remember that. But it's like so for you saying that word, or I guess it's probably not as prevalent as the other word. But like, if you hang around like a couple of black dudes. I mean, it's it, it, it's a free for all. Like that word is gonna be dropped. Yeah, we don't time. we don't say the K word. Like I think the only times hanging out with my Jewish friends will only ever say the K word when we're joking around about people being anti-Semitic. We're like, yeah, you know, they're gonna come over and tell all kikes to like pack up in a, a van or something, joking around. You know what I mean? Like, but that's like with my other Jew. But we rarely use that word. Like, it's not even brought up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only, like, if we're joking and, like, it's a bunch of Jewish people or, like, we all just laugh. Like, but you don't go around and be like, what's up, Mike? You know, like, how, like, yeah. and it's just, like, and it's really only, like, in American culture. Because my two aunts who passed away six months ago, uh, who were 99 and 100, they were both, like, 10-year-olds in the Holocaust. Like, they were in, Aus- I don't know if they were in Auschwitz, but they were in concentration camps and they survived and like I got crazy stories. I've never heard them say. Like, granted, they they speak Spanish and Serbian, so like I don't know if there's like a Spanish Serbian equivalent to that word. But let's actually just do a quick little ten day contract for Miles Leonard. And the, I think this is a move they did because of Bobby Portis injury and the Giannis Antetokounmpo injury because the the wrist injury is worse. I. 
I don't know what to expect from Myers Leonard. And when you look at the Bucks roster, does does Myers Leonard help them out that much? I, I just see it as a depth move. I really don't think we'd see Myers Leonard that much, you know, this this season. I think it's more of, hey, we have injuries that we don't know how's how long it's gonna last. Like Bobby Portis is dealing with that knee injury. Jay Crowder is still working his way back into NBA shape. Pat Connington and Chris Middleton are day to day. Same thing with Yas Kumpo. So right now their current team is Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, Joe Ingles, Brooke Lopez, Grayson Allen, and I guess Matt Myers Leonard. So they just needed a guy to come in and help them through this injury. And if he plays decent, he might get himself a second contract. But I think he's just trying to alleviate, you know, some of the the lost shooting that they don't have right now with you know Meyer with Myers. What what is your thought? Do you think that's just they're just yeah. hit, they've been hit with the injury bug right now. People don't realize Bucks who have been playing very well. The injury, what up, Rocket News? But they're hit with the injury bug. Myers Leonard's here just to help alleviate, you know, until Jay Crowder, Brooke Lopez. You know, I also think Joe Ingles hasn't really been that great this year. So I think it's just kind of like bring somebody out in to help help fortify the troops until the rest of the troops get back to 100. Yeah, I believe Myers is a great three-point shooter. Career 39%. His last three seasons, I think he shot like 40% from three. What was it that he he was on that um he was on that team, the Miami Heat team that made it to the finals. Yes, he was, he was yes, he was he's, bubble finals. He's, he's just a veteran. I mean, he, he's got a ton of experience in this league and he can knock down those threes. So he actually started almost every game for the Heat that year and that changed in the playoffs. But but, but again, it was like start the game, play twenty minutes though. Yeah, I just I mean, obviously you're not picking him up and he's going to be a I, we're pa- I think with Russ and Pat Bev getting signed yesterday maybe John Wall could there's an argument but I think we're past that point where any of these guys are going to make Myers Leonard is a specialist Myers Leonard is like Steve Novak with better defense and not as good as a shooter as Steve Novak but he's a taller Steve Novak with a bit better defense and rebounding he's just going to come in on, on offense you just throw him on the three-point line and you tell him to shoot threes and then on defense he can guard power forwards and centers and he can you know, he's a body. He's it's not, better than Serge Ibaka. Yeah, so. yeah. I was about he's to playable. Say, out of all the, the three-point shooting bigs, you could get LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap. Myers Leonard was probably the best option out there, you know? Yeah. Serge, like, they needed somebody to do – like, Serge Ibaka couldn't do this. this and, again, it's a 10-day contract. He's not on yeah. the team for the rest of the season. He's just – you know, he, he worked out with the team last month. They like what they saw. They want to see him for 10 day, ten games. Good. Joe, yeah, Tish, Tish. And also, the problem with his offense is he's now a, a league average three-point shooter at like three, 34% when he was close to a 40%. So, like, his three-point shooting isn't fully there either. But, yeah, he's just abysmal on defense. Yeah, that's the concern with the Bucs is guys like Chris and Ingles coming back from severe injuries. Just takes a while to get your legs under on. But, you know, we saw Clay at the end of the year last year kind of Figure that one out too. Yeah, now also Clay figuring it out now. Like he. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he came back from injury after missing years, and you know it, it took him a while to get those legs back. So the Bucks look good. They just yeah, you got to stay healthy. 
let, let's just do two minutes on this. How bad is this wrist injury? They said he'll play, he'll return to play. He he avoided severe wrist injury, like damage. But how long and he'll play once the swelling subsides? As someone who suffered his own, I fractured my wrist about two weeks ago. I'll show you guys how it looks. I know not – I mean, it's kind of a similar injury to what Giannis. So, right now, two weeks through my wrist injury, I have uh, – ready? This is how much I can move down, but this is how much I can only move. So, I can go this wrist all the way. This is how far I can move this wrist right now. I have still some pain right here. Two weeks in, okay, I have a slight – like a very small fracture in my bone – uh, from what I understand with the injury to Giannis, also my like skin is like fucking fucked right now. But I think two weeks, how long ago did Giannis suffer this injury? A week ago? Yeah, about. So next season will be two weeks. He'll probably have swelling gone by then. But I say this is like a month injury, the wrist recovery. Two weeks till the swelling's gone for him. But besides that, yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit longer than people think. I think this is like a month recovery. What I've been told is three to six weeks, and this is for a small fracture. And I think what are they saying? He has like a severe wrist sprain. Oh, he didn't break it. Uh, yeah, he didn't break the wrist. But from what I, from my understanding, talking with orthopedics, you can be you can have a severe wrist sprain, which it can be like torn ligaments and small chips or small cracks to the bone. Yeah, like I, I have go, go. I was just saying, I, he'll be totally fine. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think oh, like how long do you think he's gonna be out? Like I, I think he'll two be weeks out max. Yeah, I think he misses a week or two weeks after the All Star break max. I'm, I, I just from personal experience as someone who's like suffered a wrist injury. They told me three to five weeks. I only had a cast for a week, and they put me back in a brace already. So I, I think like. They told me I could be back to playing basketball. I suffered it beginning of February that by the beginning of March, I could be playing basketball again. Yeah, it, it's not the end of the world. When I broke my wrist, I was back on the court. I just – I didn't – I kept my brace on. I started shooting lefty, but I'm not Giannis. So even if the playoffs were next week, I think he'd still be back, and it's not like he's a crazy shooter. It obviously would still be a hindrance, but uh, the good news is we're, playoffs aren't next week. So yeah. I think time. it – it all just comes down to how bad the the wrist injury is. I also like scratched my eye and my eyes now itchy, but no, I think the it all just comes down to how how the tendons and how the the small little bones are doing right there. I, It'll be fine. I, and yeah, I like what Tish said too. I I wonder if Chris will be off his minutes restriction when they come back, and they'll be just fine. Giannis has missed some games this year, and. If he misses seven games, they'll still be fine at a 500 record. And yeah, my concern level is at a zero out of 10. No, I agree. I agree. So it did suck that in the all star game, both Giannis and well, Giannis got injured before it played the first uh, possession, but then LeBron got injured. So the two all star captains were injured and didn't finish the game, which sucked. So. Let's go right here and let's talk about <coughs> NBA awards. We're going to run through a segment right now. We're going to do our midseason awards. Editors start clipping now. 
this is one full segment. Is it me or somebody else cut the news? You, but like today I'm actually trying to figure out how to get oh. everyone to start working today. So or tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware we just changed topics. But no, let's go over here and let's talk about the MVP ladder. In first place, a man who allegedly is running away. Nikola Jokic in first place. In second place, the same. Our man Giannis Antetokounmpo in third place, Joel Embiid. Fourth place, Jason Tatum. In fifth place, Luka Doncic. I personally think at this point, it is a runaway trophy for the third year in a row for Nikola Jokic. Best team in the NBA, best player in the NBA. It's absurd what he's doing. All right, averaging 25 points, 11 and a half rebounds, and 10 assists. He's averaging a triple double. Third player in NBA history to average a triple double for a season. What is your thoughts? Yeah, I don't really. I'm, I'm worried about voter fatigue, but I is doing better than last year. So, and they're the one seed as it stands. Be hard to not give it to Jokic. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like impossible. And yeah, no, I, I really, I really think it's just more and more articles I'm reading from guys who have NBA votes in the media, and they're saying they're voting for Nikola Jokic. Like what he's doing this season's unreal. Like, it, like we're not even talking from a stats. Like, just look at all the advanced stats in the NBA: Raptor rating, um, PER, advanced stats. Jokic is like the leader and it's not like leader oh by like one or two points no like it's like Jokic, and then it's like next person in every like advanced stat like he has like almost double everybody offensively I love of that course. my voters can't dribble basketballs properly or make layups free throws so what what would you want to do next defensive player of the year yeah it's jaron jackson yeah that that's I so let's go over here. Is there anyone who could challenge Jaron Jackson? Well, I think it would be games played, but um, I don't think it'll. I actually don't think it'll be an issue. Uh, off the dome, Brooke. Um, I think OG is going to miss too much time. Can I tell you my uh, Brooks? Is there? I have four guys. I have four guys. I think it's a four man race. With like you said, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the front favorite. If Junior Jaron Jackson was to get hurt or to fall off a cliff, I think the other three guys are Brooke Lopez, Bam Adebayo, and Nick Claxton. Bam, yep. Nick Claxton. I think Bam Adebayo uh, is the only other player out of those four players that does what Jaron Jackson Jr. does, which is guard one through five, and. You know, Nick Claxton kind of does it. Brooke Lopez is more of your traditional center, you know, in the, the vein of Rudy Gobert where he has this gravity and, like, locks down the paint. Like, all four guys do that, but, like, that's what Brooke Lopez is, what's carrying him this year. Nick Claxton has some of the switchability that Jaron Jackson and Bam have, but Nick isn't the best on guards, but he can guard wings and forwards and centers. And he's been phenomenal, but Bam's out of the four guys, the only other guy besides Jerry Jackson Jr. that can do what Jaron Jackson Jr. can do. But Jaron Jackson Jr., after uh, missing a good portion of the league, he has 3.27 3 blocks per game. Brooke Lopez and Claxton 
are, you know, tied for most blocks in totals at like 139. And Jackson is only eight blocks behind them with 14, more than 14 games less played than them. So, and then OG Ananobi was in this race, but then he got hurt. But I, I really, I really think it's runaway Jaron Jackson Jr. at this point. You know? Yeah. Only thing keeping him is if he got hurt or if he fell off a cliff. So let's move on to the next one. And I, I don't even know if this is – I think we can just do this one really quickly because I think it's already a given that we, we've seen who they're going to give it to. Thank like, you. No, I mean, that, that was going to be the uh-huh. – I was going to do the quick <laughs> two quick ones. Most improved player, Shea. Right? We're doing Shea. That's what they're They all get Shea. Well, they had Jaw last year. I hate the most improved player award in general. It's very confusing to me. But, yeah, Shea's having an MVP last year. No, yeah, no, I agree. He's having a great year. The next one, rookie of the year, Paul mm-hmm. Van Caro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that one's pretty obvious. Even though he's struggling right now, it's still not even close. Yeah, it's still not even close. I mean, and him struggling is just like not even a struggle. Like it's just him hitting the rookie wall, probably. Next up is our man, the sixth man of the year. Where I think it actually gets a little harder. Who's gonna win six the John Havlicek trophy? It was a runaway to Bobby Portis for me. I, I think you know he's climbed up, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, and oh no, you know who else was the runaway? It was either at one point Bobby Portis, and before that it was Russell Westbrook. You're right, dude. Russ. Russ was. So now it becomes I think the three guys: Brogdon, Norman Powell, and Benedict yeah. Matherin. Oh. It, I think Bobby Portis has missed too many games at this point. Yeah, and I think he will it, continue. Yeah, so is it? It's Brogdon right now, right? It, it'll either be yeah, Russ is going to start. So, so Brogdon or Powell? I mean, Powell's doing a phenomenal job under the radar, but yeah, I think it's Brogdon. Yeah, right now. that's that's pretty crazy that 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 one. Uh, we got defensive player of the year. We got six man of the year. We got rookie of the year. We got most improved. We got NBA MVPs. Only thing left, coach of the year. Yep. Am I right? I believe so. It's for me. It's either Tyler uh, Taylor Jenkins or of the Memphis Grizzlies or Mike Malone. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think Jenkins is out. I think he'll be done by the time Memphis continues to choke. So I'm I'm either Missoula or Malone. I think it'll be Malone. Oh shit, Missoula is an option too. I forgot now that he's head coach. Yeah, yeah. It's Sacramento's. Either... I think they're gonna fall as well. Yeah, I think it's between Joe Missoula and Mike Malone. Yeah, and yeah. I think they do Joe Missoula because of the story. Oh, you think so? Yeah, NBA loves a good narrative. Wouldn't be surprised. Hey, Thomas. Tish, good. I mean, Mike Brown's a really good one. I just think Joe Mazzula and the second Mike Malone, they usually do the best coach for the best team. And Joe Mazzula is just a really good story that the NBA would love to, to propagate. 
<laughs> Am I wrong, though? No. They would love it. They would love to promote that. About that, like, oh, look at this guy. He went through unforeseen, you know. Okay, so let's look over here. I'm going to give Steven Silas coach of the year, actually. Steven Silas? Yeah. He's done a phenomenal job. So I'm looking over here for anything we can talk about before we go into our next. Did you see our man, Kevin Love, is wearing a New Jersey? What is it? 42, baby. Oh, we're back. We're back. Number 42. Number 42 on the court, number 42 in your hearts. Very cool. Yeah, I thought that one was cool. I was actually – I was – I really thought that was wild. But what else is there over here to talk about for us? And it's been a little – Dude, Elder Marquise Johnson was dunking at 64. Let's see, they shut down our stream yesterday. Days ago. What? I'm here at Gills Arena. We got to do it up right. I've got on the. Check. Look at these shoes. He's saying he's calling himself the Black Mac McClung. <laughs> And he, and he's rocking the Crenshaw, fifty anniversary championship. This is a pretty good video. He's sixty-seven. <laughs> he says the, this is the '80s All-Star jacket. He's like the '80s used to be more. Nice. Max was better, but he can have second place. That video was funny. I enjoyed that. (coughs) I enjoyed that video way too much. Marquise Johnson's so funny. All right. Here's a little something. Let's play this game real quick before we do Purtle. It's a different game than we've ever played before. Wow. Yeah. This game, I would like to call it, where do you want Vic to go? I don't fucking care. Houston. Is that you being biased? Uh, obviously. All right. So he doesn't want to play center. He fits perfectly. He doesn't want to play center? Perfect. Perfect's not the right word. He said he doesn't want to play center? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? I just don't want to play center. He when has Victor Wembanyama said that he has to play center? He doesn't want to play center in the NBA. I think it was yesterday. Really? Might have been two days ago, yeah. But he said he doesn't. So out of all the bad teams, I personally would love Victor Wembanyama to go to the San Antonio Spurs. I've been saying this for the whole time. I just would love the Spurs to have Victor Wembanyama. I know you would. Tell me I, that 
I don't really care where he goes. But <laughs> San Antonio would be cool. Detroit would be cool. Charlotte would be cool. Houston would be the coolest. But I wouldn't mind him in a piston uniform. I Pistons would be cool. I don't know, man. I really – so I I look at Victor Webinyama and you, I either want him to go to Charlotte or San Antonio. I either want him to be playing with LaMelo Ball, which would be so cool. Or I would want him to go to San Antonio and like have Greg Popovich have someone like insane for his last few seasons. Yeah. I just I look at Detroit and I'm like, if Detroit gets him, I was like, this is gonna screw over Duran, Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman. Four of those five players are kind of trended down downwards on the pistons. I want all those guys. They'll be just fine. (laughs) And then if he goes to Houston, I just think if Steven Siles is there, Steven Siles would be the guy to make Victor Wabidiaba not as good. Yeah, he Siles better be gone. Dude, how sad would you be if they kept Silas and they drafted Victor Wabidiaba? Would you be like, okay, Vic's going to be average? (laughs) No, I don't. I I have a hard time believing Silas will be the coach of us next year. I think that would be unbelievable. Where do you guys think Vic should go? I think it's San Antonio. I would Bulls. love to see Cullen Johnson, Devin Vassell. All right, what's a random team that Bulls. can get Victor Wembanyama? That sh- the Pelicans. <laughs> that would be insane. Or is it top four protected, or do they just outright? I think it's outright. Maybe it is top four, but I think it's outright. No, I think it is outright. Yeah, I think it's outright. If you went to the Pelicans, I would lose my mind. That would be on. That would be. I'd be so happy. For what about the Utah Jazz? Ugh. It'd be so gross. Fish says the Spurs or the Pistons. I say the Spurs or the Hornets. I just love the idea. Imagine Lamelo Ball going like this, like pick and roll. Vic sets it and he just lobs it. Like, yeah. I think that one, that, that would be insane. It'd be so much fun to watch. Keep them in Charlotte for at least Definitely. another couple years yeah for another four years but do you think he's gonna be the guy that people say he is uh yeah i do i don't i mean i still have my injury concerns but i think when he's healthy and he plays i mean he can knock down those shots as well so my whole thing is how he responds to putting on the weight. I've said this before. I really think he's a combination of Rudy Gobert, Christoph Porzingis, and like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like body size, play style. Like he can protect the rim like Vic. He can guard everyone and move like Giannis. But I mean, not, I mean, like Rudy. And he can guard the rim like Rudy. He can move like Giannis, but he has that three-point shooting and like shooting like ability of Christoph Porzingis that no one can block your shot. Has anyone ever blocked Christoph Porzingis shooting a three? <laughs> You're like, I'd like, did someone find me a clip of Christoph being blocked from three? <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that like a great point I just brought up? Like, I don't think I've ever seen Christoph Porzingis blocked from three. Same thing with Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that you've ever seen those guys blocked from the three-point line. It was a hard, hard thing to do. Yeah. So, I just hope he goes to uh, the Spurs or the Hornets because I feel like they they have the players around there that he he would – like both of those teams, I could just imagine him playing next to Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, and LaMelo. Miles Bridges just threw him in there, didn't you? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you saw two days ago the Hornets announced that they're re-signing Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington this offseason. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> They've denied reports that they're trying to sign Miles Bridges this season, which I initially reported was part of the reason why they were trying to sign Miles Bridges this season was they were going to sign him to a very cheap contract in the second year being a lot more money. Get those um, suspension games out of the way. That Exactly. They were The rumor was, was sign him now have him be suspended for the rest of the season, then start next year and get him like cheap deal this year. That is unbelievable. All right. Let's uh, cue that music. (laughs) It's crazy. Oh, wait, this is three months ago. Yeah, I don't see that anywhere, but I'll, I'll put it up right now. All right, here we are. Wait one second. Hornets are prioritizing retaining Miles Bridges and PAJ Washington as free agents. Anticipate a strong market one week ago. Interesting. I've never heard of that guy. I'm looking up. Alrighty. Oh, dude, this is Jordan Clarkson. Oh, shoot. I'm not even looking. Yeah. It's been bad. Too easy. It has been bad. Are we just getting dialed? Yeah, maybe we're dialed in. That was easy. That was depressing. Yeah. Back to back. Tough week for Pirtle. Yeah, tough week. They've been uh, lacking. Damn. Ooh. Mm. So what's the word we're clipping to? I need to um, basically like make a Google Docs explaining to them like a procedure list to like how to do the like clipping the thumbnails. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I I want to make everything today and like try to get them to start this week. So clip today. Yeah, you clip today. I'm going to try to see if I can get them to start tomorrow. Because um, they both want to start working. I just can't tell them, okay, go start, because they don't know what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, it takes a while. And that's why I thought, I was like, okay, let's do, uh, if I just sit down and make, like, a Google Docs with, like, a list of, like, instructions, you know? And then I could take screenshots of, like, how to do stuff and then, like, put like basically make like a PDF file where I just send it to them. And was like, this is your, like your like manual. I was like, if you have any questions on how to do something, refer to this, please read. Yeah. Please read. Call or text. Uh, yeah. Call customer support for, for additional help. No, dude, I'm so, Oh, I got work today. <laughs> Also, next year, 
so I'm talking with professors. I might not work next year. I might be just a graduate fellowship, like a, a graduate teaching assistant. Did you guys have those at Loyola? Yeah, yeah. So always were fucking dorks. Yeah, so like because they, they because Miami's a private school, they don't do scholarships. Like you know, you can most private schools don't do scholarships. They only do like graduate assistantships, and then they like have ex, uh, external scholarships. So yeah, so to get like discounted tuition, I'll have to be like a graduate assistant and do like scholarships. So my thought process was like, if I'm gonna do that, I'm just gonna go so hard on YouTube for nine months because that's how long the program is. Um postpone starting my career nice. yeah so balls to the wall next year is the plan also so there's three notifications on twitter uh the brooklyn nets have signed jock vaughn to a multi-year extension nice thoughts nice nice who fucking cares yeah all right you got any else think about before we go no that's it for you today yeah all right ladies and gentlemen that's the show for today we'll be back tomorrow thank you for watching like comment and subscribe if you guys didn't enjoy please tell a friend if you didn't just forget it ever happened bye jackson peace